Welcome to HRI's Next in Health podcast. I'm your host, Ben Isger, and joining me today is my co-host, Trina Steros. Today, we have a special guest joining us, Sundar Subramanian, who leads PwC's strategy and growth practice. Today, we'll be discussing the concept of health ecosystems and how health leaders need to completely rethink their strategic footprint if they want to be successful in this rapidly changing landscape. Welcome, Sundar. Thanks, Ben. Great to be here. Well, Sundar, I wanted to start in an area that you've talked a lot about, which is you have actually compared the health system to the biological construct of an ecosystem. Could you talk to our listeners about why you do that? Sure. Healthcare, more than anything we commonly encounter, is a team sport, right? And an interdisciplinary team sport in that to achieve any meaningful results. For instance, take the reduction of chronic disease burden. We need a set of participants sharing information using some common platform or interchange and building or enabling programs, capabilities in a coordinated fashion and serving members, communities with things like health literacy or interventions to manage the chronic episodes. So it takes a village and that's what I mean by it's an ecosystem. So Sundar, how does technology and the digitization of healthcare influence this ecosystem that you're describing? And what kind of new business models do we think we'll be seeing in the next couple of years or maybe even five years down the line? Okay, so this question is loaded. So let me um, start off by saying, (laughs) so such things in the past, when we say ecosystems, have been top-down efforts with some key conveners who bring different participants together. And typically that kind of an effort has taken high investments up front, and it's very complex to get the stakeholder alignment right up front. So even when such efforts are successful, for those reasons and others, they've not been able to scale as much as you would expect. But that's what is changing dramatically. We think there's this newer wave of digitization in health that's going to create an enormous opportunity for different participants. And so we'll see much more of this kind of market-based movement, which is more organically towards this digital-enabled ecosystems where participants are forming partnerships, sharing data, accelerating cooperation, the term that was popularized in the 90s where they're engaging with consumers in health and making revenues and profits, right? So that market-based movement is what we think is going to be different this time around. So in 2015, we had anticipated the idea that receiving medical treatment exclusively in docs offices, as with others who predicted that, will seem pretty quaint in the future. And if anything, post the pandemic, it's really come starting to come to bear, right? Variable technologies, implanted devices, Smartphone apps, continuous monitoring apps have created much more of a ubiquitous 24-7 digitized picture of one's health. And now, post-pandemic, the adoption of this kind of technology as well as virtual health, home diagnostics, retail and community care have all accelerated overnight. So this is leading to what we believe like patients are being cared for where they live and work. So this plus the new regulations on interoperability that's creating transparency for the data to be shared more widely is creating tremendous set of opportunities and a tremendous set of opportunities for redefining care delivery, for monetizing patient data differently to serve consumers differently and really create much more consumer loyalty and solutions coming out of that. So all of these revenues, cost savings, and consumer loyalty are all up for grabs. So second part of your question around 
So which are the business models that are going to drive this kind of market-based shift to a digital ecosystem and will end up reaping the benefits for these kinds of shifts? We see three key business models. The first one we call the integrators. So typically, virtually integrated players like large hospital system, health systems, that are also coming together with their local or national health insurer, starting to share risk, aligning incentives. They come at it through primarily focusing on the heaviest users of healthcare, right? The 30% of the patients or population that have complex conditions or health issues or chronic issues that comprise 80% of the medical spend. The value orientation through which they come at it will get them focused on increasing investments in not just medical, but also total health, like behavioral, housing, nutritional, et cetera, to effectively coordinate care better for these populations and create value through that kind of interventions. So it is the most logical, tech-enabled, digitized extension of how we operate the current healthcare systems with providers and clinical care teams making decisions based on best practices and data, and as a result, simplifying the customer experience. So it's the most logical extension of the system of today. So those are the virtually integrated players and the vertically integrated players we call integrators are the will be in the forefront of driving that kind of a transformation or a change. Let me get to the second business model. It's really orchestrators. And this is much more exciting and transformative and actually profoundly disruptive than even where the integrators alone might have taken our health ecosystem to. The orchestrators we define as digital ecosystem players, right? Many times these are new entrants to healthcare from technology or retail or other solution players, but primarily they are consumer-focused companies. They wake up thinking about how do I empower the consumer and create a better experience for consumers by providing information, advice, solutions. And the reason what they do, as simple as it sounds, might still be very disruptive, is that they really are focused on empowering the consumer to make the decisions. And that starts to get at the current construct where doctor-patient relationship is all about, even when the consumer has choice, for the clinical teams to make better decisions. And that's really profound. In many ways, that future is here today. Like there's a proliferation of digital apps, solution providers. One can outsource monitoring of one's heart to an app or a vendor and rest more at peace. But the issue today has been that because of the proliferation, it leads to fragmentation. And we see more and more integrated platforms coming forward that reduce this fragmentation, especially when you see like an employer-sponsored market where there are large groups or national employers sponsoring insurance. There are different players that are creating much more of a platform or orchestrated play that profoundly changes the way that healthcare might be orchestrated. The third play, I'll say this very quickly, is the platform players. Really, the technology and cloud infrastructure platforms that facilitate the exchange between these different stakeholders, data storage, the integration, it's the backbone of the actual technology and data muscles required to orchestrate this kind of an ecosystem. They'll definitely play a big role and enable these orchestrators and integrators and are very critical for this transformation too. Well, Sundar, I want to follow up on Trina's question and just dig into this a little bit. I mean, you described the market-based movements and the prediction of technology and then all leading to these kind of three archetypes for the future. I guess one question is, is there a natural tension there between kind of this new way of delivering healthcare, this more consumer-centric health system 
versus the incumbent health system, which seems to be mainly built around institutions. And, you know, if there's that tension, what's the solution to that? Yeah, great question. So there are lots of scenarios in which the future could evolve. We see like primarily those two orientations as leading to two different endpoints, right? One is the consumer-oriented kind of end state, which drives enormous empowerment, transparency, and outcomes. And the more institution-centric scenario or end state is one that definitely is optimized for value. The supply side, or so to speak, the institutions dominate the restructuring of the healthcare. And the consumer experience still improves drastically But the focus is on value, value for the participants as well as to consumers to some extent. What we observe is that counterintuitively, when you play out these scenarios and we have this proprietary model that starts to get at the revenue shifts and the value created for society so we can measure these things counterintuitively, the consumer-oriented scenario ends up bending the total cost of healthcare cost curve much more than the value-optimized scenario, which is set out to create value by almost like $400 billion. And what it tells us is, I believe, the answer to the question of what's the solution, which is that more transparency and empowerment ends up creating more value for everybody so that everybody wins. An institution-centric model in which maybe the consumer experience improves a little bit, but the institutions serve to reap the value that's captured doesn't really benefit the consumer as much and the society as much as the other scenarios. So I think the solution is really, as policyholders, as institutions, is to really embrace transparency and consumer centricity and really put the pressure back on institutions to be aligned to that kind of philosophy and how they create value. Sundar, just to pivot a little bit, we have this huge, potentially big decision by the U.S. Supreme Court around the Affordable Care Act coming sometime this spring. It could happen any day, really. And I know this is something that most commentators have said. It's a low likelihood of the ACA being sort of swept away by the U.S. Supreme Court, but there's still a chance. And I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about what you are advising healthcare organizations, how they're supposed to be thinking about this, and also whether any of those archetypes that you talked about have an advantage in dealing with something that could be such a dramatic change in the healthcare system? It's definitely out there. Some think it might be low risk, others not sure. So it's something to deal with. I mean, at some level, in terms of the first question on how does it affect the what's happening in these future at some level, I think the horse is out of the barn in terms of innovation. So we will continue to see the innovation in digital health ecosystems no matter what. For instance, I mentioned the employee insured market is very ripe for some of these disruptive changes, and that will continue to be the case. However, should the ACA be struck down? The question is, what happens to coverage for the millions of individuals who purchase insurance through exchanges today, right? And it'll be bad for the ecosystem and society to leave these individuals uninsured. And what is unclear is what then would be the replacement option that actually materializes and whether these individuals will be covered by the employer market, some of them could be picked up by employer markets, or the replacement option, hopefully not just uninsured. And if any of those happens, I think the ecosystem innovations will be made available to them through those newer sources of market funding. And one would certainly expect that the digital and virtual health-enabled ecosystem model makes it easier to access care and provide for these individuals as opposed to not having these innovations. So 
I would say no matter what these innovations are going to happen and uh, have to wait and watch closely on what's the replacement option to the ACA in order to capture those individuals through uh, different ecosystem plays. In terms of the organizations and who's advantaged, at the most basic level, I would say, you know, the strategic planning processes in the organizations need to build in some scenario planning and resilience in their portfolio. While there is some natural advantage or cushion to players who are more exclusively playing in the employer space or Medicare or Medicaid space alone, I do believe that business models that are highly differentiated will ultimately stand the test of time. And these will be within any of those three categories, orchestrators, integrators, or platform players, and not just exclusively to any one of those categories. Well, Sundar, we have one fun final question for you to think about today. And that is, is a question we're asking all of our guests this season. And it's about fast forwarding to our future. So the question is, what process, technology, or innovation that we know about today, so it exists today, will have the greatest impact on the health system of tomorrow? I think I'm going to stick to my story and go with something I've already alluded to. If it's not easy to guess, the orchestrator business model that's going to drive this kind of digitization of healthcare and more specifically, this kind of personalized and interconnected technology. It will be the innovation of a lifetime. I think it will be there for decades to run. And fundamentally, it will profoundly change the way we look at healthcare. So for thousands of years, we've made two assumptions about healthcare implicitly or explicitly, that it is something to be taken care of at a hospital or a special designated place. And that that notion originated a while back and the culture that doctor knows best. And I believe this kind of movement to personalize and interconnected technology is something that's going to challenge both of those assumptions. I think it's going to make it clear that healthcare is something that can be dealt with at our home and places we work and how we lead our lives. And it is not especially when to go to a place to. And the doctor knows best is going to perhaps be replaced with data knows best and consumer knows best with doctors and clinical teams really there to support us in that journey of living healthier lives. Well, that is a lot to think about. Sundar, I do want to thank you for joining us today and sharing your thoughts on the health system of tomorrow and how ecosystems are going to play a role in that. I really enjoyed the conversation. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Trina. For more on these topics and other health industry insights driven by policy, innovation, and care delivery changes, please visit our website at pwc.com forward slash HRI. Until next time, this has been Next in Health. This podcast is brought to you by PwC, all rights reserved. PwC refers to the U.S. member firm or one of its subsidiaries or affiliates and may sometimes refer to the PwC network. Each member firm is a separate legal entity. Please see www.pwc.com structure for further details. This podcast is for general information purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for consultation with professional advisors.